Blog Talk Radio. That's the Association of Black Defenders. I'm your host, Freddie Howard, for a special broadcast with Dr. Michael McCorvey. Government contracts registered to do business with the U.S. government, www.fsc.gov. I'm House Executive Officer Host Freddie Howard with special guest, Dr. Michael McCorvey. We'll be talking about government contracts for proposals. Um, we are on the air now, and he will be talking about government contracts. You can get in touch with uh, with uh, government contracts and how you deal with them at uh, https://gov. Sam, uh, Dr. Michael McCall, the call in numbers for speaking to him on government contracts is 713-955-0464 or 347-202-0317. That's Association of Black Defenders in Washington, D.C. can be located at www.na.bd.org there in Washington, D.C. We want to welcome you. The National Association of Black Defenders, the many sources that we have here in Arlington, Virginia, and Bethesda, Maryland. But anyway, welcome to the broadcast. We will be talking about government contracts for trucking, janitorial, EPA, contracts for other types of government requirements, and certification. Again, welcome to the broadcast of House of Reckon Gospel Blog Talk Radio, sponsored by NAV, the National Association of Black Defenders. Good morning and welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Howard. We, we're glad to be here today. Another blessed day, um, and we're just excited about life right now. As we said on last broadcast, that God has given us another chance for his will, not ours, and we're grateful for that, and I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be here, and we're just um, uh, excited about what the National Association of Black Defenders brings to the table uh, through the organization. We have... Uh, uh, many programs, one of the main programs. But before we get started, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray us in this morning, and then we'll get started with our program. Uh, okay. Father God, we come in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this day. We thank you for what you have done for us in the operating room, and, and Lord, what you continue to do for us. Father God, we pray that you will cover us with your loving kindness and keep us in your care. And, Father God, we pray that you continue to heal us, continue to bring us forward, and continue to keep us in your will. Father God, we pray for all the radio listeners. We pray, Lord, that you will bring them closer to your will and what you will have them to do, their destiny, uh, what the, the design plan that you have for them, Lord. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you keep us by the plumb rule of life. Lord, we pray that by this plumb rule of life, it will keep us on the straight and narrow. And, Lord, we will continue to do what you have called us to do. Lord, we pray for our radio listeners, Lord Jesus, that you will uh, throw your own protection around them, protect them from all hurt, harm, and danger, Lord. Protect them from COVID-19. Protect them from evils, Lord, and, and demonic spirits, Lord, and keep them, Lord, in your prayer. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, bless Brother Howard and his team and what they do on a daily basis for now. Lord, we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Now, as we said, we'll be talking about government contracts. Registered to do business with the U.S. government at www.fsd.gov. And you can also find great information at SAM, that's H-T-T-P-S, uh, slash, slash, S-A-M dot G-O-V, slash, S-A-M 
on the slide. Dr. McCorvey, thank you, sir. Go ahead. Thank you, Brother Howard. We were so glad to have this broadcast this morning talking about uh, how to uh, attain these federal contracts and grants and how to go about uh, even the simplicity of it in doing the paperwork. We started on last uh, Tuesday talking about uh, this program and, and how it would be a blessing to many uh, just to, uh, to listen and to attain the information that we're putting out there because a lot of times what happens, especially in the black community, a lot of times we fail because we have a lack of information. We don't have all the information, you know, so that caused failure within the business process. I know a lot of businesses that would have gone further than what they would have, than they did, but because of the uh, shortage of information, you know, and like, uh, I mean, I remember years ago, it was a, one reason why we stayed down as a people so long is that we didn't have the information. We didn't have the right information. We had been misinformed, uh, even by the government. You know, we had been misinformed, you know, and sent in different directions until our people could not catch hold of what was going on. So uh, 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 we're here today to just talk about for a few minutes uh, how we can attain these contracts. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of government contracts out there. And how we can become... Uh, uh, good grant writers and how we can go after these grants that's out there and these programs that's out there and be successful in doing so. Because if you ever go on our page, uh, uh, go to sam.gov, it gives you a lot of information and uh, on the applicable way to apply for the SAMS program. And uh, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about uh, once you get the contract, how to maintain the contract. Uh, we're going to talk about that today, and we're also going to talk about uh, grants today. We're, we want to hit on grants a little bit today and talk about how uh, to uh, actually look at the business grants uh, versus uh, other grants and how to uh, obtain these grants, you know, so it's very important. Uh, information, you know, we, we want to be the information highway uh, to the world and providing information that's going to help our communities uh, to uh, reopen, uh, to catch a grip on uh, their community and, and understand what's going on in the community. Because a lot of times we don't know what's going on in our communities, but uh, we should know what's going on in our communities. We should be, uh, uh, we should be a Howard, a, a, a Brother Howard. We should be like Brother Howard, always reaching out, trying to bring more things into the, his community, especially there in the, in the Beatrice, Alabama area. He's always reaching out, trying to bring things into his community. Uh, we should be that, 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 the same way. And we uh, should uh, be informative and have the right uh, sources. So when we talk to these individuals, we have the right information in front of us, and that's what they're looking for. You know, they're looking for a, a mainstream uh, uh, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, by Internet or whether it's by phone, uh, whatever means necessary, we should be able to give the information to the public so they have something to work with or, uh, or a guide to go by, you know. So this morning let's talk first about uh, uh, the process. I want to go over the process again. I think it's very important that we understand the process of receiving uh, federal contracts. That's where we were at when we left off on last week. 
on last Tuesday. So the, the process is, first of all, we must, and, and I'm going to be brief with the introduction of this because we talked about it a lot last week, and then I'm going to move on to uh, the contracts themselves. Uh, the process is first you need to be uh, have articles of incorporation as a um, LLC, living a liability company. You can be a single member uh, limited liability company. And what I mean by single member limited liability company, that means that you have uh, a single member, that means that you have only one owner and one registered agent, and that's it. You can have a single member limited liability company, one owner and one registered agent. That makes you a single limited liability company. And you can file for that in any state. Uh, a lot of people like to go to Delaware, which is easy to file in Delaware, but you can file right in your home state, and it will be a whole lot cheaper if you file in your home state where you are. Uh, that's very important. And another part of that is you can be a, a what we call a um, board LLC. A board LLC has three or uh, two or more members requires a board. Listen to this again. Two or more members requires a board. I personally, as a consultant, ask, a, ask companies to have three or another uh, odd member for your board for voting purposes. Three or another odd number for your board for voting purposes. That way you have uh, uh, what we call, from Robert Rules of Order, a majority-led organization when you have three odd numbers, keeping with that odd number, or more uh, for voting purposes within your organization. Very important because a lot of people try to have two and four, and then it comes out even, then they, 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 they don't know how to uh, uh, negate what needs to be done. You know, So we want three or more and keeping it as an odd number for your board. Now, uh, that uh, Board should also, if you're doing an LLC, you should have an operating agreement. Any and every LLC should have a, a, that has more than one member to have an operating agreement. That operating agreement gives the percentile of how much a member uh, owns within that organization. It gives a percentile of how much a member owns within that organization. Uh, a good example of that, uh, say that uh, uh, Roy's uh, Trucking Company, is uh, they have a member uh, board of three people, and in those uh, three, uh, one of those would be, uh, they would have a certain percentage for the three. It was uh, 21% per person, uh, uh, 33%. Each one of those board members have a certain percentage of ownership within that company, you know. So they have to do the percentile to make sure that it applies, it's applicable to them to have that type of uh, uh, percentile for the growth of that company, you know. And then uh, when the company goes to making money, uh, you see that you have uh, funds coming in, you want to set aside a uh, trust fund, uh, a foundation, I'm going a little deep today now that I did last week, a trust fund, a foundation to the side is a nonprofit so you can reap a benefit for the organization, and at the same time, this is the legal way to go about it, at the same time, keep your LLC operated and going. 
your trust fund, that on your return on investments, a lot of times on the ROI, we call it ROI, it's return on investment. A lot of times people like to roll the funds back into the business. So you have a way of doing it through a trust fund or a foundation, you know, or a, another nonprofit program that you set up. For that, that's the legal way of going about that. You know, once you put that together and then you're good to uh, operate uh, uh, legally in the, in, in, in the United States and abroad by having that trust fund. You know, by having those uh, particulars set up for the uh, LLC. So uh, the other uh, incorporation that we know of that we talk about a lot of times is the uh, nonprofit sector, and um, the nonprofit sector can be is articles of incorporation that you file as nonprofit. Now you can have a, a, a lot of organizations like to go ahead and get their 501 C3 tax exempt and get their federal certification at the same time. Uh, we did that with NAB. We uh, went ahead and filed for the 501c3 tax exempt status, uh, and we also went ahead and uh, incorporated as a nonprofit in the state of South Carolina. Uh, one reason that we did in South Carolina, incorporated in South Carolina, is because I learned myself that it, uh, there is a perpetual, I mean, it goes on and on and on, and you don't have to pay every year an annual fee. Most states charge you to file your annual documents, I believe it's $120 up to $250. Uh, every year you have to pay that $120 to $250 to that state for filing a, uh, a nonprofit or LLC or a C corporation or even an S corporation. You still have to pay those annual fees every year. But in Certain states, like South Carolina, you don't have to pay those annual fees. Everything is done perpetually, meaning that it goes on and on. And the only way you can cut it off or, or, or stop the nonprofit is by sending a letter or a document or amendment to the uh, Secretary of State in that state, and they will uh, stop the organization or, or close down the organization by your request, only by your request. So, um, and uh, that's the way that uh, that particular state runs their organization. So they have a complete record of everything that comes in and go out of the organization through their uh, prospective secretary of state. Now, uh, within that being said, in order for an organization to uh, uh, declare uh, uh, any programs within that organization, they must have certain documentation like your 5163C3 tax exempt status. You also can have a 501C4 tax exempt status. Uh, and then you need to, whoever does your accounting or paperwork, uh, a 1023 is the form that you need to file for a 501C3. The form is called a 1023. And you can find, it, find this online. And the uh, federal government will charge you a fee. Uh, not me, not my organization, not any other organization, but the federal government is going to charge you a fee for, for filing this. I believe the fee is like from $300 to $400, depending on what all you're filing. So um, uh, that's what they do. You know, uh, IRS.gov, you can go to IRS.gov, and you can find a lot of this information, uh, research this information that we're telling you today, and I believe we're on point with most of the things that we tell you. 
And uh, you can look this up, and it will give you the direct facts to that information. And one of the things you want to do, guard your tax ID number with your heart. Any and everybody shouldn't have your federal tax ID number unless you make it publicly, public information. Now, people have our public information line or our information because we are a public entity now. Uh, Global Management Investments, LTD, is a public entity. That's one of uh, our uh, companies. And uh, you can locate them if you go to sam.gov and put in our page uh, uh, number, uh, number that you have to have when you're doing federal contracts. And you can look up our company and look at the legitimacy of what we do as well as our uh, federal uh, registration and see that everything is lined up online and that we are in the right accord with the uh, federal government when it comes to doing federal contracts. Uh, one most important thing that I want you to understand is that there's a process. Uh, I'm, I'm going to repeat this again. That is a process. You have to first get your uh, get incorporated. That's the first thing. Make sure that your group or uh, 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 company or even yourself have some type of incorporation that you're going forth with. The second thing is make sure that you have uh, a DONS number. And if you go by the way they got it set up, if you uh, have a Dun & Bradstreet number, you can uh, apply for these federal contracts but you get and a CAGE number. But let me explain that to you. Your Dun & Bradstreet number is the number that you use to uh, apply for federal contracts. You've got to have a Dun & Bradstreet number. That Dun & Bradstreet, you go online to Dun & Bradstreet, and Dun & Bradstreet uh, will put you uh, in line with where you need to go and what you need to do in order to get these contracts. Dun & Bradstreet will put you in line. You have to have a Dun & Bradstreet number. Most of the time, you apply for a Don's number, and within 24 hours, they have your Don's number ready for you within 24 hours. And after you get your Don's number, then you can apply for your case code or federal contracting number. And, uh, again, you go to sam.gov to apply for that. So I just wanted to uh, do a quick review on that before I moved on to the new information that I have for you on federal contracting. So with federal contracting, one of the main components of, of that is is I want to show you today how to bid on contracts, information you need to ask about the contract when you go to bidding on it, and how to obtain these federal contracts. We want to get all the way in the door today, okay? We want to get all the way in the door. Before we go any further, are there any questions on the information we've given so far? Oh, no. Uh, I just enjoy listening to it, and I'm jotting down some notes, and I'll have some questions in a minute. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Brother Howard. Appreciate it. So obtaining a federal contract, I know the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to have my paperwork lined up, okay? I got my, my uh, tax ID, my DUNS number, I got my CAGE number, okay? The CAGE number, uh, the CAGE paperwork is uh, the sound paperwork, which is 41 pages long. they got to be done. Uh, line for line, everything in there has to be answered accurately, correctly, and it has to be in the order that the federal government wants. Are they going to kick it out? I've seen it happen so many times. So make sure when you go in there to put your information online 
uh, whatever consultant or whatever business person put this information online for you, make sure that you go uh, have somebody to, I call it cross-check, and check them and make sure that it's correct because you don't want to give any uh, falsified information that you penalize, any uh, wrong and misleading information you penalize. So these are the things you want to watch for and make sure that you cross every T and dot every I before you turn it in, even if you have a second set of eyes. It's good in business anyway to have a second set of eyes looking at the document to verify that what you're saying is true to the fact. So that's very good. So uh, we want to make sure that's done. The second thing is we want to make sure that you, um, uh, when you're bidding on a federal contract, these are the questions, four of the main questions you need to answer, the POC officers. Each contract has a POC, that's point of contact officer, by the federal government that you can call and get information from. Let me repeat that again. Each federal contract has a POC officer that you can call and get information from. A good example, on last week, I knew it was closed, so I didn't bid on the contract. Last week, there was a contract that was due, and this contract was uh, for janitorial in the Midwest. I could have gotten the contract, but my thing was time. Give yourself at least 30 to 45 days when bidding or uh, 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 doing research on a contract. Give yourself 30 to 45 days. Say, look, uh, don't rush it. Take your time. Give yourself 30 to 45 days. Man, they're going to ask for 30 days to look over the contract, make sure everything is done according to the, to the rules of the contract. Make sure that you have your workman compensation. They're going to ask for your workman compensation insurance. I just renewed mine. They need your workman comp information. They need your uh, – and your workman comp need to have your NAC code in it. And the NAC code will tell that company – or uh, that federal agency that you have the right uh, NAC code to do business and the right workman comp to do business for this contract. So make sure that your NAC code line up with uh, your uh, the contract. <clears throat> so if I'm, I'm doing janitorial, I don't need to have a, uh, 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 a, a, a NAC code saying I'm doing something different, Okay. Your NAC code needs to say the same thing that your uh, work is concerned. If I'm doing janitorial and my uh, NAC code says uh, trucking, well, then I'm not going to get that contract. But the first thing they're going to look at is that I got a, a NAC code with, with uh, janitorial on it, but I'm doing trucking. So we everything has to line up is what I'm saying. Everything has to line up. Now, the next part of that is, when you're bidding on federal contracts, one piece of information that's very important, know what you're bidding on, the length of time of the, of, the, of the contract, and when they expect you to be finished with this job. If it's a job that's continuation, they will say, we're going to give you this contract for one year pending, that, is, is, that, that this one year is complete and, and we have satisfactory work done, we will give it to you for the remaining four years. And they do that a lot of times on federal contracts. They'll start you off with one year, and then if, if they have a satisfactory work report on it and it looks good, they give you the, the other four years, making a five-year contract. 
So when you go out there to do these contracts, make sure that you do an excellent job, and uh, regardless of what it is, if it's picking up paper to IT consultant, whatever in your background that you're doing, make sure you do it to the best of your ability. And then you will have a, a successful contract and successful with the federal government and doing contracts, and they'll give you more work. That's the best way to get more work to the federal government is do your uh, first contracts and the best of your ability, and then you can move forward. One piece of that, I'm bidding on contracts. The next line of bidding on contracts is that you need to have uh, what we call your point of contact officer that's over that contract. Find out for him what was the last bid on that job. Give you a good example. Say uh, uh, TNT Trucking, their last bid on the job at the uh, Department of Defense, they bid it, uh, say, $560,000. And they won the contract. And they want them to do the contract again, pending the first year. They want to see how they're going to do on that contract. This is what we call a continuation contract. Now, you have temporary contracts, too. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. On this continuation contract, you want to make sure that um, they bid it accordingly. If uh, TNT Trucking bid at $580,000 last, uh, the last uh, term, and then the bid is up again, you want to go in there, do your homework, find out exactly what that bid was, and then capitalize on what, how to bid your contract. If they bid at 580000 won the contract, and you know, and everybody know this, everybody know this. If you know it, everybody else know this, you know, because they're going to have what they call pre-bid hearings. At these pre-bid hearings, they're going to have uh, different bidders there that have bidded on contracts before. You're just in, in a line with other bidders. So what you do, you make sure that your uh, contract uh, is lower but not too low because you want to get the job done. Then the next person, so you're going to study what the numbers are between your contract and the last person that bid it and see if you can find a happy medium in there somewhere to bid again. You know, so your point of contact officer will supply this information to, to you. And most of the time it's someone that the federal government has hired by the federal government to, uh, uh, to help the bidders uh, when it comes to information concerning the contract. And that foreign contact officer is uh, your best friend, put it like that. He's gonna, he or she is going to be your best friend because you can call them at any time. They've got, they got a number you can call any time to get the information that you need for your contract. So uh, we're excited about knowing who to call, when to call them, when it comes to contracts. That's very important information, you know, so you won't be lost if you're bidding on a government contract. The next part of that is you need to know exactly uh, what a unit price is and what an annual price is, okay, and what a monthly price is. These are the things you're going to see on most government contracts, unit price, annual price, and monthly price, okay? Uh, uh, your unit price could be uh, a contract that's uh, due quarterly. Your uh, monthly price is a, a, they want to know your 30-day net. They want to know what the 30-day net is on the monthly, okay? Because you're 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 the one that's 
uh, uh, putting your numbers down, putting your figures down for this contract. They need to know what your uh, 30 days net is. And your next thing is you need to know, they need to know exactly uh, uh, your annual price. What's going to be your annual price on this contract? They need to know, you know, and they're going to send you the form. Now everything is done electronically. They will email you the forms, and then you have to either upload them or just do the email fill-out on the contract, and get, and then you can apply that way for the contract. Uh, a lot of times it's good to bid on one, more than one contract at a time. If I was bidding on a contract today, I would bid on more than one contract at a time, you know, because um, now, today, the way they got it uh, fixed up today, I remember oh, about 10 years ago I was bidding on a contract, and what happened was uh, they had a law that stated that uh, you had to bid in a certain way. Uh, they didn't tell us that. They, they, when we went to the meeting, they did not tell us that we had to bid a certain way or had to uh, get in the pocket uh, in, 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 of a certain uh, government agency. So we started courting, in one sense, the government agencies to learn how to uh, become more efficient in what we were doing. So uh, the U.S. Postal Service is a good example. We started actually uh, meeting with the U.S. Postal Service, find out what their uh, uh, supplier, uh, the diverse supplier was and uh, what that person had brought to the table, what we can bring to the table to win contracts to the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, it was very good. You know, uh, it was something that we had to do in order to uh, win these contracts. It was a very good information for us to learn as uh, procurement agencies, and that's what you become when you start doing federal contracts. You become a procurement agency. So that's that's what we had to do. <clears throat> so uh, I'm gonna pause for a minute, brother Freddie. You have anything on that? Okay. Uh, uh, the one thing that uh, I would like to remind our listeners is that. I posted uh, today uh, in advertising uh, this event here is that uh, sometimes we think that our word is not getting out, it's not reaching the right people. But uh, I want to say to uh, Mason Trucking here in BI, I left them with the owner of Mason Trucking a government contract information of how to get certified. Now, I don't know if he's using that information or whether it's laying somewhere collecting dust, but I want the truckers and the people here in Beatrice, Alabama, all the guys that drive trucks, and there's a lot of trucks. There's a trucker that lives next door to me, and uh, he, he he gets up early in the morning at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and he must drive a long distance to do hauling because I don't see him running up and down the road in this area, but his truck leaves that house, every morning around 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. And I can dare say that he is a faithful trucker. There are faithful truckers here in Beatrice, Alabama. If you want to learn about how to become a certified government contract trucker hauling stuff with your truck, but any other commodity that is moved around in the country, get in touch with Dr. Michael McCorsey. Get in touch with him at telephone number 561 
301-4494, the money with your business. All right, the thing about it, it's going to cost you something to get uh, to make money. So with gas going up, with stuff changing, it is going to get tougher and tougher to make a living. But you can make that living here, right here in Viacus, by coming a government transport and hauling stuff for the government. Things going to get higher. Guess what? As gas gets high, price is going to go up. So get yourself in position to earn you some money for your family and for your community. Thank you, Dr. McCord. Thank you, Brother Howard. Uh, I'm glad you said that because one of the main uh, functions of the organization uh, of of NAB and uh, as well as global management is that they're trying to get us in in full uh, effect on not only helping uh, individuals grow in business, but also in helping you to learn how to obtain uh, these contracts. And, you know, uh, it's sad to say that a lot of our people, I hate to say it like this, but i got to say it, a lot of people we just, I don't know whether it's laziness or just uh, a fear factor or what it is that we don't want to jump on opportunity, but yet and still we'll just give our money away to almost anybody that comes up to us that don't have anything in place and uh, sell us a what we call a, a pipe dream. You know, I, I haven't understood that yet, you know, and someone that's trying to give us legitimate information, help us get, get our, ourselves to the next level, uh, we say, oh, I can't do that. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't, I have not yet understood that, that mindset, you know. So someone would have to tell me about that mindset, Brother Howard. That's a totally different mindset than, than I'm used to. So, But, you know, I do see our people progressing a little bit. I don't know whether it's a fear, like I said, I don't know whether it's a fear factor or what, but opportunities out here, opportunities out here, especially now, you know, uh, opportunities here for us. And we need to grab these opportunities and try to hold on to them if we can. Uh, one thing that I want us to know when it comes to uh, uh, government grants, I want to talk about that for a minute. We talked about contracts, uh, now I want to talk about government grants for a minute. Uh, there are grants out, and I can give you the name of some right now that's looking for um, uh, communities. Uh, if you go online, go to, because I was in a meeting yesterday with uh, several cities, go to Community Reinvestment Act, Community Reinvestment Act, okay? Uh, that uh, program is very huge, the Community Reinvestment Act. You'll find communities that is uh, investing in communities. So take a close look at that and look at the proximity of, of, of how the Community Reinvestment Act can help you and your community. That's, that, that would be very good for anyone that's trying to uh, receive a grant uh, or look at grants. Go under the Community Reinvestment Act and learn how that program works. Uh, in housing, if someone is seeking housing uh, in certain communities, uh, that's the Section 8 program still working strong with the federal government. You go on the hood.gov slash Section 8. I'm going to now give you some 
uh, information that will help you in your community. HUD, HUD that's H-U-D, dot gov, slash section 8. Uh, they also have HUD.gov slash public housing. That's another uh, means of housing, affordable housing for an individual. If you work or have worked for uh, in public service, like as a police officer in corrections, and it's part of law enforcement, uh, there's uh, special housing packages for those that have worked in law enforcement. So you have to go under there and then go to HUD. HUD has that information on their website. So you can look that up. For grants for um, um, schools, uh, I know if you, HBCUs did receive some funding this year for uh, school grants. Uh, you have to go to hbcu.edu slash funding. That's hbcu.edu slash funding. And you'll find information on uh, school funding for those that are in college and trying to advance in their career. Um, so it's quite a few resources out there uh, that we can get a hold to that will help us in our daily living in our uh, communities every day as we live from day to day, from breath to breath. And we just have to get a hold of these opportunities. Now, those that want to look up grants and information and get certified, certified, you can go to grants.gov, grants.gov. When you go to the grants.gov and you're not signed up, it still will allow you to put in keywords and look up uh, grants for what you're looking up for, uh, for what you're applying for. A good example of that is, say, for instance, I go to grants.gov, and go to the search engine, put in the search engine a keyword. Say I put in uh, uh, food for the homeless. Every uh, place that have grants for food for the homeless is going to pop up. So you write that down for your community and go back to that information later, and that will help you and your community uh, have a successful program. So that's, way, that's the way that operates. So I was told by my family that I can't be on here too long. They're looking out for my health. A lot of you uh, listeners, I, I appreciate you all. A lot of you all didn't know that I've been in the hospital and I'm still on the doctor's care. I got to go back to the uh, ther- therapy next week. And uh, I appreciate, appreciate you all for praying for us. But I'm not going to keep this long. It's not going to be two hours a day. I have to cut it short because of my family looking out for me. And I appreciate that. So uh, right now we, we've been on for 44 minutes. I'm going to give it uh, to 45, 45 minutes, just a few minutes, uh, a few seconds, because I, I, want, I want to uh, get some rest today. But I appreciate you all for listening, and I appreciate you all for supporting NAB. We have a lot of programs coming up with NAB, and I'm going to let uh, Mr. Howard tell you about the programs we got coming up for NAB. We've got some exciting programs coming up for NAB. And also a little history on that. Thank you, Brother Howard. Okay, then. Uh, Dr. McCorvey, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you are cutting it short um, because we have to look out for ourselves because a lot of time other people will not look out for you. And I thank you for that. Cutting that down to 45 minutes is absolutely great. Uh, I want to say this. Now, last week's broadcast, 
last week's broadcast. Now, if you check out the broadcast for this week, the entire hour and so minutes of last week's broadcast, week one, this is week two of the of the broadcast. Now, listen, guys, it's important that you pay attention, and when you see something that can help, where you can help yourself, go out there and help yourself. God will give you, you can pray and do all you want. and If you don't take action after all that prayer, God will give you five senses, two feet, two hands, just like everybody else. That is something required of you. This information that's being imparted from Dr. McCorvey, who has been sick and is still recovering and has been doing this for years, don't throw it away. Use what's being put in front of you. Here I am. I'm locally right here in Beatrice, Alabama. He's in Atlanta, Georgia, and and, and offices is in Washington D.C. But this man has been traveling and doing this. Don't little belittle what he's doing or whatever. Take an opportunity to take advantage of the website and the information that is available for you. Uh, now, if you want to. And get this information. You want to find out about Dr. McCarvey, about who he is and what he does. You can find that information on https dot dot slash slash sam dot gov slash sam slash, and you can type in uh, his 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 information, and you will see what he has been doing with Sam. He ain't no sham. He is for real. Uh, my, my telephone number here in, in Beatrice is 1-251-362-1935. You can find me in my email address, freddychoward at gmail.com. And you can find this this broadcast under Housey Production Gospel Blog Talk Radio right here in Beatrice, Alabama. We are located, the radio station is right across from J.F. Shields High School football field. And Dr. McCorvin, thank you, son. Thank you. God bless you, Brother Howard. And if, if that's okay, I'll close it out with prayer, if that's okay with you. That sounds good. All right. On behalf of God, we thank you for the opportunity to bring the word that can help others and help our community and help our local truckers around here in Beatrice, those that are interested, especially the truckers that park vehicles at Mason Trucking right down there, uh, down from New Purchase Baptist Church right across from this. You will call his house, that right there up the street from uh, his mother's house, Mason Trucking. They are a young um, trucking firm, God. Bless them, bless them, bless them to be their will. If there's men there that want to be a part of a government contract, uh, ladies that, can, that drive trucks or whoever they are, let them reach out. God willing. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You take care now, all right? Okay, then. I will. I will. All right. And get some rest for real. <laughs> I'm going to get some rest. I promise you. Bye, man. God take bless care. You. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. You have been listening to uh, uh, about that 35, 40 minutes of uh, the broadcast today of uh, Dr. McCorvey government contracts registered to do business with the U.S. government, www.fsd.gov, uh, on House of Government Gospel Radio, located right here in Beatrice, Alabama. Now, if you want to get in touch with uh, 
Dr. McCarvey, about Governor Tri-Trans, 561-301-4494 uh, at Ungovernment Contract. All right, and uh, reach out to him, and uh, he would point you in the right direction in order for you to be a government contract. On behalf of all of us here at How's It Ring Live Across South Radio, take care. And uh, we will see you next time on How's It Ring Live Across South Radio. <laughs>